Good morning, South Hills. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to speak with you today in the comfort of your home. So thank you so that I'd be in so many people's houses on Mother's Day. But here we are, really, in your house on Mother's Day. So please sit back and enjoy. It's going to be a really, really good time. Before we actually get started, I want to go ahead and ask you to do me a favor. I usually enjoy some very much needed interaction with my audience. And because you are not here in front of me, that makes it a little bit more difficult. So I figured, how about if today you can answer my questions on the chat right from your house? Um, I'm going to go ahead and take off my earring because um, I need to move around and I think it's going to distract us with the sound. So give me a second. That is much better. Um, I just wanted to make sure you knew that I did wear my earrings, but um, this one needed to come off for today. Is that better? Good. All right. So like I was saying, I love the interaction. So please go ahead and write down your answers on the chat. And I will be reading them and just really knowing what's going on in your living room or in your house. So to start with, Mother's Day is one of those holidays that goes with a couple of more in the year in which churches are very well attended. So like Christmas and Easter, you can almost always bet that there is going to be more people than the usual. Well, Mother's Day is no different. And so I was thinking, um, I wonder who is celebrating Mother's Day with who? I know that some of us cannot have other people over, but I also know that there are some people who do have people over. Either way, I hope that you've invited um, some of your uh, close moms to be part of today with you, to watch church online. And so I want you to go ahead and on that chat, tell me who are you having church with today? Who are the people who are in your house underneath your roof that, is, that are celebrating Mother's Day with you? Or who are some of those other people that you've invited to church and are watching from their very own house? So, for example, in my life, um, my daughter Janelle is watching from Florida, and I'm sure my sister and my best friend who also live in Florida are watching this morning and having church with me. And then there's my beautiful mom who is watching from Puerto Rico, and um, I know she's cheering me on. Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Te quiero. And um, of course, Ephraim is with me, and the three girls are also with me actually under the same roof. So go ahead, don't hesitate. Yes, you, I really want to know who is watching with you. And if you're just watching by yourself because it's Mother's Day, then go ahead and write that down. Say, part of my Mother's Day gift is that I am watching church by myself. Either way, I need to know. Go ahead and jump on and tell us. I have a friend, he actually works with me, and um, he told me that one time he asked his mom what she wanted for Mother's Day and she wanted him to go to church. So he drove to another state to be in church with his mom on Mother's Day. And I thought that was super sweet and very cool. And it goes to show you that Mother's Day um, 
for many people is very, very important. Anyways, with all that said and done, we want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the women who mother. That's right. All the women who mother. It doesn't have to be biological. Um, it doesn't matter how old your children are. It doesn't matter if your children still live with you or do not live with you. Happy Mother's Day to you. And I want to say to you, from this mama to you, that you are crushing it. You are doing all the things that you deserve a round of applause. So go ahead and give yourself, mama, a round of applause for doing an incredible, incredible job. You know how come I know you're doing an incredible job? Because I read this meme that I loved. It describes me as a mom, and I'm pretty sure that it describes most of the moms watching or most of the women who mother watching this morning. The meme says, I'm not a perfect mom by any means, but every day I wake up, put one foot in front of the other, and vow to do better than the day I did before. My kids see me showing up even when life gets hard. And that's an entire lesson on its own. So go ahead and be proud because you are crushing it. And for all those who are watching this morning, I want you to say with me, thank you, mom. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if they can't hear you. On the count of three, we are all going to say, thank you, mom. Ready? One, two, and three. Thank you, mom. Good job, you guys. So we love to um, just give honor where honor is due, and that's important for all of us. Um, we're going to get started. I'm going to open up in a word of prayer, and we're going to jump right in. So, Father, I thank you for this morning, Lord. I thank you for every single person at the sound of my voice. I ask you, Jesus, that even now you would prepare our hearts and our minds to receive everything that you have for us, Father. That everything that you speak this morning, that we would be able to embrace it, that we would be able to take hold of it, and that we may apply it into our lives. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen and amen. Today, I want to talk to you about a gift that God has given you. Uh, God has given us many gifts, but today I want to talk particularly about two gifts. The Word of God says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father up above. And so my title for today's message is That One Gift. Here we go. So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Did you catch that? It is the gift of God. This morning, we are going to talk about God's gift of grace and his gift of salvation. I'm not sure if it's the quarantine, um, but basically, I really felt in my heart that we needed to go back to the basics. Um, we've actually, um, as a people, right, been um, stripped of a lot of the things that are um, 
normal or uh, all the things that have really been considered part of our lives. And we're practically learning or I'm learning to really just take into consideration those things that are the most important and the things that we actually can do without. And some of that sometimes means going back to the basics. When everything is said and done, um, can you go back to the basics and see? And so this morning's talk is about two gifts that really are the foundation for everything else in your life. And so I really want to share with you that gift of grace that God has already given you and the gift of salvation. Um, as you know, or maybe you don't, I have actually four beautiful daughters. Janelle is 23 and Madison is 17 and I have a Sophia and she's 11 and I have a Noah who's nine years old. And man, those girls are so different, but at the same time, they are the same. Do you know what I mean by that? Like you can be so different, but the same. Anyways, um, also because of that age gap, um, there's never a dull moment in our house. And we definitely attribute that to uh, estrogen, lots of estrogen in our house. But the thing about it, that I want to point out is how much I love being their mama. I love, love, love being a mom of four girls. But you know what? I also love surprises. I don't know why that is, but I really, really enjoy a surprise. Um, I know in my house there are two of them that definitely do not like surprises, but that's not me. A surprise for me is... I don't know, I can't even explain it. It's just something that I really, really enjoy. And so um, when it comes to gifts, my kids will usually ask me, mom, what do you want for Mother's Day in this case? Or mom, what do you want for your birthday? And I will usually answer something like, oh, nothing at all, or peace on earth. And those are just like my code words for saying, surprise me. I love surprises. Buy me anything you want just surprise me. Um, but there's something crazy about that. And that is that while I love surprises and through gifts more so, I actually do. Um, I'm pretty sure that right now, my husband and my daughters and my sister they are all nodding their head, yes, because I'm excited to get a gift. I love surprises, and no sooner do I get one, I save it. I mean, look at this box. This box is from Macy's, and here is the crazy thing about it. I did not get this gift for Mother's Day. I actually got this gift for Christmas. Yes, five months ago, I got this gift. And it was gifted to me by my sister. And yeah, she's probably like, I can't believe her. But honestly, I was so excited. I called her. I told her that I'd received it. And um, I opened it up just like this. And guess what? I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's perfect. It's everything I wanted. It's exactly what I needed. Oh my goodness, this gift is 
It's everything. And then so I texted her, I called her, I said, sis, you nailed it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And just like you see me fold it, I folded the box and I put it in my closet on the floor. And I put it in a place right in front of a, a dresser that I have there. And the crazy thing about it is that I go into that drawer every single day, every single day to open that drawer and sometimes more than once a day. And I see the box every day. Every day I move the box out of the way, open the drawer, and then I go ahead and very meticulous, so I put the box right back. You might be saying, what is that all about, Mon? I'm definitely gonna share why I do that. But first, I need to know, what kind of person are you when it comes to gifts? So back in the chat, I want you to tell me, do you save your gifts? Do you use them immediately? Or maybe you return your gifts? Or maybe you re-gift your gifts? Or maybe you just set them aside for later? Or are you one of those that opens it, uses it, and then clearly forgets about it, old, gone with the wind. Whatever it is, however it is that you um, take your gifts and embrace them, please go ahead and put that on the chat right now. You don't have to tell everything. Just say, I'm a saver, a user. I return it. I ignore it. I set it aside. I forget about it. Whatever the case may be. That brings me to the gifts that we're talking about today. One more time, we're talking about the gift of grace and the gift of salvation that you have already been given. Just like I've already been given this gift, we have all been given grace and we have all been given the gift of salvation. I'm going to start with grace. It's important for us to kind of know and understand what grace is. Um, grace is one of those words that not everybody has in their vocabulary. For me, from my experience, it's kind of like people who use the word grace always use it, and people who don't use the word grace never use it. Um, a lot of times, grace is something that we hear in songs that we worship to in church, and also it is a tact for moms to use with their children, right? Lots of grace in raising children and dealing with our children. It's also a tact that people use with other people. Um, and we know because of that, that grace is kind and grace is forgiving. Um, but more importantly, grace is a gift. Grace is a gift from God for you and for me. God gives us what we do not deserve. That's what grace is. God's grace is that he gives us what we do not deserve. Mercy would be not giving us what we do deserve, right? How many of you are thankful for grace this morning, even if you had never thought about it before? Aren't you happy that you are not getting what you do deserve, but that through grace, you are getting things or getting what you do not deserve. Um, actually, when people get what they deserve, we call that karma. And yeah, we're not talking about karma at all. It's quite contrary to who God is and what he does. That's why God's grace is a gift unto us. Um, let's take a look at why does it even matter? 
Why is it important for us to understand the gift of God's grace and the gift of salvation? Today, I'm going to share three important things about God's grace and why it matters. Number one, God's gift of grace is free and unmerited. The gift of God's grace is free and it's the unmerited favor of God. What does that mean? There is nothing that you can do or not do to earn it. There are many people who believe and are taught to believe that if they are good people, if they are giving to charity, if they are doing secret acts of kindness, if they are um, showing up for community service, then they're a good person. They don't hurt anybody. They don't do ill-intended things towards anyone. They consider themselves good people. And they feel that because they are good, they are able to earn God's unmerited favor. And I want to clarify that for you because you cannot earn God's unmerited favor. First of all, favor is God doing something that is humanly impossible. It is something that you cannot do for yourself. So if you can work for it and you can earn it, then guess what? You're going to want credit for it. And that's not what God's grace is about. Again, it is getting what we do not deserve. This is important because this is the one and only way that we are made right with God. I'm going to give you a bottom line after every single point. The bottom line is this. It is us trusting God to set us right with him instead of us trying to be right on our own. God's grace makes us right with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Go ahead, take a picture of that. That's a good one to have. Number two, the gift of God's grace is demonstrated in the love that God shows the unlovely. Maybe you're thinking, that's not me. I'm pretty lovable. Everybody loves me. I'm talking about all of us. All of us were at one time are unlovely, and we need to be loved. And God's gift of grace loves us right where we are at. Some people believe that God's love is very exclusive, that it is for people who speak a certain way. It is for people who look a certain way. It is for people who dress a certain way. And I want to clarify that misconception because God's love is for everybody. That's right. Put that on the chat. God's love is for everybody. It is for those who have not even yet heard about God. It is for those who were not raised in church and don't know all that church life. It is for those who do not have it all 
figured out. It is for those who do not have it all together. God's love is for me and God's love is for you. And he demonstrates that love to us through his gift of grace. Are you ready for the bottom line? The bottom line is this. It is for all who are on the outs with their yet are willing to believe and embrace with their whole life that God did for us a long time ago and we're on the outs. That is, who's God, that is who God's love is for. And that is our bottom line. He did something for us a long time ago. And if you are willing to embrace that, if you are willing to believe that with your whole life, it is what sets us right with God. All right, we're on to number three. The gift of, of God's grace for us, number three. We experience it by the peace of God given to the restless. We have all felt restless before, every single last one of us. We were created with a void for a savior, for a God. So everyone is born restless and everyone discovers what that restlessness is at some point. And we experience the gift of God's grace in the peace of God given to the restless. Man, peace is priceless. If you have lacked in peace, you know that peace is priceless. And so how do we experience that gift of grace that brings peace to our restlessness? It is trusting God and his ways, embracing him and what he does for you. It's letting him set the pace knowing that God makes good on what he says. I'm going to say that again. God makes good on what he says. We are never is a generous God, and he is going to pour out into our lives through the Holy Spirit no matter what we face. Bottom line, believing not on the basis of what you see you can't do, but on what God said he would do. I know, I have to repeat it again. I'm a teacher. <laughs> Believing not on the basis of what you see you can't do, but on what God said he would do. And that's where you find your peace in God's grace. You know, our God, he is a gracious God. Exodus 34, 6 says it this way. When God is showing himself to Moses, we read, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That is who he is. Grace is not something that he just does. He doesn't wake up in the morning and decide, oh, let's see if I'm going to show Monica some grace today. I'm not sure if I want to. Uh, let's see how they're doing over there. Mm, grace, no grace. No. 
Our God is a gracious God. The Bible teaches us that. And so, therefore, it is an attribute. It is who he is. He is gracious. And because he is gracious, he is favorably inclined towards us. He shows favor to us, and he wants us to do, and he wants to do what's best for us. Therefore, he demonstrates grace in everything he does. He's inclined to us because he's a gracious God. He's inclined to us with his favor, and he wants what's best for us. His overwhelming grace reaches me, and it reaches you. We exist because of God's grace. The sun shines because of God's grace. It rains, the rain falls because of God's grace. Our right standing with God is because of God's grace. Eternity with God is because of God's grace. We are safe and secure because of God's grace. God's grace is important and it matters. And here's why. Because it is by his grace that we can be saved. It is by grace that we can be saved, that we can receive a gift that was given to us a long, long time ago. It is a gift that is in our possession. It is the gift of salvation. Being saved is the most important thing, decision that you can ever make in your life, and it matters. I'm going to read this to you. As old, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, makes us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our masters to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his doors to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory Standing tall and shouting our praise. Romans 5, 1 and 2. That blows my mind. I get emotional because that is incredible. What a gift. The gift of grace and God's gift of salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and it is not from you not by works so no one can boast so why why do i save my gifts i save my gifts because i'm waiting for the right time sometimes i save my gifts because i'm waiting for the right place I save my gifts because I'm waiting for the right occasion. 
I save my gifts so I can use them when I really need them. But by saving my gifts, I miss out. I do not get to enjoy them. And I do not reap the benefits of what those gifts bring to me. I do not get to experience the joy that the gifts give me. And you know what's even more crazy? That even though this gift was free for me, um, it cost my sister something. It wasn't free for her. But she gives me the gift because she loves me so much. Even though it cost her something, she knew to have it for free. But she never wanted it to sit in my closet on the floor. She wants me to enjoy it, to use it, to get her money's worth, I'm sure. And so I'm ready. I'm ready to start enjoying the gifts that I've been given. I'm tired of, or I'm not going to save them anymore, and I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm going to start with this gift right here. You've probably been wondering, what is in that box? And all the women in your world are saying, all right, go ahead. And so I'm going to take a second just to open this gift. Again, do you know what? I only peeked in the box since Christmas five months ago. Pray for me, y'all. I got issues. But this is it. Today is it. I won't do this anymore. I'm going to start. And so this is the first time. You can see I'm struggling with the tape. This is literally the first time I am going to take my gift out. And I am going to show you my gift. It is a beautiful doctor's bag that I've been wanting for so long. And um, it's gorgeous. Thank you, sis, for giving me this gift that I love so much and I wanted. And I'm sorry that, um, that I set it aside and I was saving it for another time. You know, there's something about God's grace. God's grace surrounds us, but just because it surrounds us, it doesn't mean that you are experiencing it or enjoying it as much as you should. 2 Timothy 2.1 says, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So how do we get strong? Recognize that God is for you. That he wants what is best for you. Trust him. Believe that he has your long-term best interest in mind and let go of self of doing things your way and of depending on your own resources as for salvation as for the gift of salvation it's time don't wait don't save it don't put it off Believe and embrace the gift of salvation that you have been given a long time ago, today. Romans 5, 18 and 19. Put these back on. Here it is in a nutshell. 
just as one person did it wrong and got us in all this trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. One man said yes to God and put many in the right. If you have opened up your gift of salvation, to, um, if you have already opened up your gift of salvation, then I want you to think about the gift of grace. Are you trying to do it all on your own? Do you want to let him start setting the pace for you? We're going to pray together this morning that you would grow stronger in the grace that God gives us. But I want to talk about the gift of salvation this morning. Remember I said we're going back to the basics? And here's what I want you to know. Have you been coming to church week after week after week and hearing about the gift of salvation, seeing it on social media, hearing it on the television, and have you taken that gift and put it on your closet floor? And even though you see it every day, you've not been able to take it out? Maybe you've been coming and you serve in different ministries and you're plugged in and you love everybody, but you haven't said officially yes to Jesus. You haven't officially taken his gift of salvation for you. Or maybe you're raised in church and you figured that since you've been coming for so long, you kind of automatically, that makes you saved. That doesn't make you saved. doesn't make me saved. This is really an invitation for you to look at your heart this morning. Whether you're the mom, the guest, man, woman, all of us need to stop for a second and look at our hearts and examine ourselves. What have you done with the gift of salvation that has been given to you a long, long time ago? We're going to pray, and I'm going to pray for those who need to grow strong in their grace. But then I'm going to say a prayer for those who are ready to say, you know what, Monica, it's time. It's time that I take my gift of salvation, and I open it up, and I believe it, and I embrace that gift. And all the benefits that come with it. I am going to do this because God paid a price for us. He gave us his only son so that all who would believe would be saved. Go ahead and bow your heads. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person, Father God, this morning. Lord, you see those who need to grow stronger in their their um, grace today, in your grace, Father God. I just ask you that they would, Father God, make a decision today to embrace the gift of grace that you give us. And may they begin to trust you at a new level. Father, may they begin to desire what you desire for them. 
May they, Father God, depend upon you and allow you to do what only you can do. Father God, I pray that they would not depend on their own resources, but that they would depend on you. That they may believe and know that you have their long-term best interest at heart. That, Father God, you are true to your word. I just ask you that they would get stronger by exercising that daily. And, Father, I pray for all those who may have been in church many times before or maybe today are just hearing the gift of salvation. Lord, I'm praying for all those who have the gift of salvation, have probably set it aside, some who are saving it, Father, some who have forgotten about it. I'm asking you, Lord, even now, that as they get ready to repeat after me, Lord, Father God, may they realize that when they pray this and when they open up the door to their hearts wide open, may they see that you were already there with your arms wide open, ready to do what you said you would do, which was to make us right with you, God. And so this morning, if you are ready, not ready, because we all should be ready, but if you would repeat this prayer after me, then you will be embracing and believing and receiving the gift of salvation. Repeat with me, dear God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the gift of salvation that you gave me a long time ago. I recognize that I am separated from you by sin and death. And today, I want to accept you as my Savior. Thank you for giving me your son, Jesus. Thank you for giving me the gift of grace so that I may be saved. I receive you into my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. The word of God tells us that when we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we are saved. We are made right with God. We are made to fit with God. And if you said that prayer today, then here's your last one. On the chat, go ahead and say, I made a decision for Jesus Christ today. I received the gift of salvation and the gift of grace. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll see you guys next Sunday.